Every day, Comcast Business is helping businesses big and small go beyond the expected to do the extraordinary. Because beyond a simple transaction, there is making a customer for life. Comcast Business. Beyond fast. Take your business beyond at ComcastBusiness.com. Oh, you didn't know? Your ass better call somebody! I am your host, the Big Cali Kid, Sean B. And this is going to be a kick-ass show because I got a special guest in the house today. I will get that get to him in a minute. We got raw results, SummerSlam predictions, some breaking news out of the WWE. I went to a house show this Friday, so I'm going to be talking a little bit about that. And much, much more on this all-new episode of WWE Talk. So thank you guys for tuning in. All my iHeartRadio listeners out there, thank you as well. All the people listening in live on Spreaker, thank you as well. And those of you who will be listening tonight when I drop it on the Truth Porn Militia, thank you as well. But let me introduce you guys to my special guest for the evening. I put together a little intro for him. So let me drop it right about meow. That's right, the one and only Boo Bear, Nick Solomon himself, is live in the Ninja Lounge. It is, it is so great to be here. It's awesome. I haven't been on, on, a, on a show in like two weeks. I've been Jones as it is. I think it's been longer than two weeks, bro. <laughs> I haven't been two weeks. I mean, your show, I haven't been on your show in a while. I'm saying on a show at all. I haven't oh, been yeah, yeah. in like two weeks. And having them uh, podcast withdrawals. Yeah, but I'm busy, you know. But hopefully, you know, I'll be back Monday night. We'll see how that goes. But yeah, thanks for having me here at WWE Talk. Ah, uh, no worries, man. Always good to have you on. Um, hopefully, one day, once uh, everything gets straightened out for you and whatnot, we can get you on as a permanent co-host. Oh yeah, once I once I get like settled. And- like I've got, you know, um, everything is, you know, just going for me and such. I'll probably come on with you. Probably trying to do like a once a week 
type of thing or two times a week some WWE talk because it's so much fun to have somebody else who likes wrestling as much as I do and there's a knowledge for it as much as I am so hell yeah birds of a feather got flocked together <laughs> America 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 but anywho like I said this past Friday the WWE SummerSlam Heatwave Tour rolled through Bakersfield, California, and I was there for all the action. Um, it was a pretty, pretty good house show, if I do say so myself. Yeah, you're a horrible person, by the way. What happened? You're a horrible person, by the way. Oh, <laughs> Solomon here is still upset because he's all the way in Florida, and I couldn't take him. To the well, house you know, show. It, it's not a big deal. I mean, it would have been a big deal if there hadn't been a fucking street fight as like the main event, you know, Kevin Owens versus John Cena street fight at a house show. Ah. Yeah. At, at one point, John Cena was literally like 10 feet away from me. He grabbed the barricade. Because uh, where we were, uh, we were right off the floor. So um, they didn't have like the whole stage, like the televised shows, yeah. just a little. A little custom stage that they have with the little ramp and stuff. So we were like eye level to the ramp. And, uh, we could still see the in-ring action really good as well. Uh, when the assholes on the floor weren't standing up blocking everybody's view. That's about how they are, right? Yeah. Like, I pretty much during the main event had to stand up the whole time or I wouldn't have seen half of that match. Uh, that was the only downfall I wish I would have been... Uh, up a couple rows um, that way I could have seen everything a little bit better and still had the, the great seats um, the show started off as the primetime players defending their tag team titles against Biggie Langston and um, Xavier Woods of the New Day yeah, um, I, 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 I wanted to ask you about them because I you know, I don't watch as much new wrestling as I should, and I'm trying to get back into it, especially with all the stuff going on with Raw, but uh, what is this New Day thing? I keep hearing that they're healed, and other people are like, they're supposed to be face. Like, what is what is going on with them? Originally, I believe they were trying to make them a face, but the WWE Universe did not take to them at all. So pretty much, they, I, it's... It's in the middle because they're no, they're more hillish, but they still try to interact with the fans and stuff like that. Um, when they come out, they do this clap, new day rocks, then everybody responds, new day sucks. Um, I absolutely. Well, I thought Kofi was like really big on the food chain as far as the WWE universe was concerned. Um, not not as much anymore. Um, there for a minute, it seemed like they were going to start giving him a couple pushes. He was in some, um, I know he had that good feud with Randy Orton a while back when Orton was the champ. So I thought maybe they would give him a title push then, but he just kind of fell off. Um, Xavier Woods, um, I've really, I haven't really followed too much of his career. I know he started off in NXT and stuff like that. Um. I don't, I don't know how well he was at NXT. Like I said, I didn't really follow Xavier Woods too much. Um, then Biggie Langston is also in there. Um, you heard, I heard they're making him change his name. Uh, oh, really? 
Yeah, I read that actually last night. Um, him, I don't know about him for sure. He was mentioned in the post. He either had his name changed already once here, made them change it. But I know for a fact that Barrett, you know, I think he was Bad News Barrett, then he was King Barrett. Yeah. Um, they've talked to the announcers and they've talked to, you know, like the people who do the graphics and all that. And he can no longer be listed as Wade Barrett anymore for some reason. Um, Wade Barrett will not be his name. It's either King Barrett or something like that. That's that's crazy. Yeah, because I know he started off as Wade Barrett when he yeah, was yeah. Uh, in the Nexus. Then he went and to stuff. Bad News Barrett and then King Barrett because he had, a, I guess, he had a really good run in the King of the Ring. Yeah, he was. Uh, he's the last King of the Ring winner. Which is something they need to bring back. I think. I mean, I know they did one here recently, but they they need to keep with it if they're gonna if they're gonna do it. I mean, because King of the Ring was such a great pay per view opportunity for up and come up and comers to get their name in there. I mean, that's where. I think Bret Hart won the King of the Ring. Jake the Snake came close. Steve Austin, I think he won the King of the Ring at one yeah, point. Triple H. Yeah, I mean, all these great wrestlers have been in and out of the King of the Ring. I think it's just a it's a great place to get up-and-comers um, the chance to get their name out there without having to win a title. That would have been perfect for Roman Reigns. True. I, I completely agree with that. It just seems like, as of late, um, the King of the Ring tournament has kind of lost its flair. Because it's no longer a pay-per-view. They do it, like, during the shows. I believe really? this last... I think this last one was a special event on the WWE Network. But it wasn't, like, um, uh, promoted as, like, a pay-per-view or anything like that. Well, I mean, if I remember correctly, I don't know for sure. I couldn't tell you. But I think the way they used to do it back in the day... Because they used to do it around Survivor Series. Is they would do all the other brackets, you know, like the, the first round and the second round During on the, the shows, shows yeah. You know, and then the last round was usually done at Survivor Series, um, yeah, or either the actual King of the Ring pay per view, which is what it turned into eventually. Yeah, uh, I loved the actual King of the Ring pay per views. Um, I believe it was at King of the Ring when um, it was Kurt Angle versus Shane McMahon and. Um, um, Kurt Angle suplexed fucking Shane McMahon through the through the glass thing, the little pain they had. It said uh, KOH. Oh, yeah. No, not KOH. KOR. KOR. And uh, I remember later on hearing the interview of Kurt Angle saying he thought he had actually like hurt Shane McMahon doing that. Well, didn't the, the the glass was supposed to break? He did one time the glass broke. Yeah. The second time it didn't break. It just it stood. I mean. Going through sugar glass is going to feel a whole lot better than hitting your head, your head straight on to, to something that doesn't budge. You're not forgiving, you know? Yeah. So uh, I would have thought I'd have heard it too. That, I've seen the match, and that, that slam, that belly-to-belly -belly is, is brutal. Oh, me. yeah. And uh, that's probably one of my favorite memories from the King of the Ring. Um, but it's just... Um, I think if they're going to carry on with it, they should bring uh, bring the prestige back to it. Yeah. Give it some flair. I mean, that's kind of what's wrong with the the titles right now is there's no prestige. I mean, that damn thing changes hands so often. I mean, yeah, way too often. I remember uh, when I was a kid, you know, I would watch, and I think Austin had a title. For, like, it, seemed, it seems like he had it for like two years, you know? Yeah. I mean, Cena kept it for a while. John Cena's had it since WrestleMania, so um, 
that's not looking like he's gonna lose it until probably SummerSlam, which I'm hoping is the case. Um, um, if he loses it, though, I hope he loses it to Kevin Owens. Oh, same here, same here. Um, shit, I just completely brain farted on what I was gonna say. Damn it. <laughs> um, it's looking like that him and uh, the feud is spilling over to SummerSlam. I think we're going to see Cena Owens 4. Um, I'm hoping that this is the last straw between Owens and Cena just because I'd like to see Kevin Owens feud with someone else. Um, but who's there? And sorry about that. That's my, you know, you know that's grandma. But um, who else is there to feud with, though? I mean, because I hear people, you know, they're, talk, they're talking about all these suited with Cena, you know, now they want to see him go at Lesnar. And I'm like, whoa, 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 wait a minute. That's too fast. Yeah, that's uh, a, that's too fast. But That um, would be a good matchup, but that's just it's too fast right now. Now, by next WrestleMania, I could see him going against Lesnar, but not 32. Oh, um, definitely. I Now, somebody I would like to see him go up against, I think, would be good for him. Uh, is is Samoa Joe? Um, yeah, that would be a, a awesome feud. I don't think they're gonna backpedal him into back into NXT. No, but Just bring bring Samoa Joe into WWE and put him up against Kevin Steen. I mean, come on, these two. I don't know if they ever fought at ROH, which I am. By the way, I'm suggesting to everyone. I mean, Kevin Steen came from there. Uh, his tag team partner, who's in NXT with him, came from there. Go and check out ROH. This, this looks like it can be a great company to watch. But, you know, back to back to subject. Um, I don't know if they ever fought in ROH because I know Samoa Joe was in there before he came to NXT and so was Kevin Steen. Yeah. So they could have, which I am, I, I damn well, you know, sorry. I, I, damn, I, I plan on going and checking out and see if they did. But if they did or they didn't, it would still be great to see Samoa Joe and Kevin Steen ring together. I mean, I have not got to see them. A Samoa Joe, or not Samoa Joe, a Kevin Steen match yet, and it, it, it's frustrating. Like I've been wanting to see one, I didn't get to see Money in the Bank, or not Money in the Bank, but Elimination Chamber. And I don't know how much wrestling he's doing. And I don't have W Network, so I haven't seen NXT. Um, I'm a couple weeks behind on NXT, um, uh, so I haven't seen his official first match. I've seen him come out. Him and Kevin Owens were kind of feuding on uh nxt already so that may be a build up to um they're just trying to hurry him up through the developmental so they can bring him up to the main roster um but yeah i agree that would be a uh kick-ass feud well he's just he's one of those people like we were talking about off air before the show started he's one of those tools that the WWE has right now that they are not using correctly, or they, if they have been, they are about to start fucking up like they always do. Uh, um, you know, because you, you look at Kevin Steen, and he's a great wrestler. I mean, you know, I haven't got to see too many of his matches, but everything I'm hearing, all the highlights I've been catching, he's a great wrestler. He's a great heel. Dude, I and, am. Since I first saw Kevin Owens break in on NXT, stuff like that. I've been a huge fan just because he is that that ultimate heel. He does it so freaking good that you're He signed. does a Vader like you. And and um he's taken John Cena to the limits the last 
three times that they've fought for uh, this last time it was for the United States Championship at Battleground. Um, I don't agree. Um, that match was just so back and forth. It was. It ultimately came down. John Cena put him in the STF, made him tap. Did he um, make him tap? He made him tap. I was. I was a little, a little upset about that. Mm, but the yeah. overall match was just. I was on the edge of my seat. It was a. Um, I haven't really seen anybody take John Cena to that to that limit in a long time, other than. Uh, Brock Lesnar last year at SummerSlam, but yeah, he didn't take. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He didn't really take Cena to the limit. He just mercilessly beat him into a puddle in the middle of the ring. <laughs> you ain't kidding. So it's it's good to see such a a rookie take a veteran like John Cena to that level. Um, hey, hey, hold on, real quick. I'll be right back. Yo, keep going. I'll be right back. Um, John Cena. Um, a lot of people gripe and complain that he's, uh, they use John Cena to bury um, the up-and-coming talent. But um, John Cena is now, they're 2-1. and one. Cena has the advantage. Um, I'm hoping if they do fight at SummerSlam that Kevin Owens becomes the new United States champion. Um, just because I believe it'll bring a new fresh face to the United States Championship. Leave John Cena to do other things. Um, I'll talk about the Intercontinental Championship curse and how some people are wanting that to happen to Cena. I'll get into that in just a minute when Solomon comes back. But um, as for the United States Championship, it would be good to see some new young blood in there. Um, Oh, yeah, Just because um, John Cena has already brought that prestige back to it. We're seeing it defended every week. Uh, mm -hmm. We've seen him put it against Kevin Owens and probably some of the greatest um, technical, like, um, fast-paced matchups that I've personally seen in WWE in a really long time. And um, that, that prestige has kind of been brought back to the United States Championship, given to someone like Kevin Owens who can um, just pretty – he can feud with anybody. Um, I'm, I'm trying to think. I'd like to see Kevin Owens versus Randy Orton because they both uh, – That would be – that's such a great idea. I haven't even thought about that, dude. That would be an awesome. Is Randy up. Orton, he's not really in a title picture right now. He's kind of having this little feud with Sheamus. Um, Sheamus is being set to possibly uh, win the world title somewhere – in the in the next year, he is the money in the bank, Mister Money in the Bank. Um, so hopefully they don't do something crazy where he cashes it in and loses the loses the title. That's only happened to two people, and uh, I I just think if you if you win the Money in the Bank uh, title, um, even if it's um, for a month, you should be able to cash in it and be the champion. Um, I, I was, think he can do that. I think that's that's a part of it. Like, but like John Cena, John Cena was the first person to cash it in and got beat. So that was a wasted contract right there. Um, I, uh, who was the other one? I want to say um, it was when they had two money. And it was the last time they had. It was Damian Sandow. That's who it was. He won it. And cashed it in and lost as well. Um, 
So to me, um, I don't think Damian Sandow would have been. I don't think he's championship material no, at he's all. Not strong. He wouldn't be a strong enough champion. He'd be a good. Uh, I think he would have been a great European or intercontinental champion. Oh, definitely. Um, but he's, as far as yeah, he is a um, a good mid card player. Um, yeah. Now that he's uh, broke off from the Miz, um, the audience uh, seems to be clicking with him. Keep him as a mid card. Um, I don't see him uh, getting put into an intercontinental or U.S. title uh, position anytime soon. But he does. Um, he's a good start, a pre-show, like beginning of the show match type guy. Um, yeah. Sadly, There's nothing wrong with that. That's solid. I mean. A lot of people like to sit there and, you know, think that's an insult. And it's not. I mean, it takes a lot to be a mid-carder nowadays. I it mean, does. Because there's really... so many mid-carders, you know. There's just, I mean, the, the main event status is taken up by people like Undertaker and, you know, John Cena and, uh, you know, Kevin Owens, all of them. They're all great grand finale type wrestlers. And there's so many of them nowadays. So, just like with mid-carders, there's so many mid-carders. So, I mean, there's nothing wrong with saying... Sandow is a new card. Oh, no. Uh, we've seen him. Uh, he almost won the Andre the Giant Battle Royal this year at WrestleMania. Um, had it not been for the big show being on the other side of the ring from him. Um, now, what do you, real quick, I mean, you know, I know we're getting off the subject with Sandow, but as far as big show is concerned, do you think they should do anything with him before he, he goes? I keep hearing this is his last year or the next year is his last year. Um, he and, actually, um, it was probably about a month or two ago, um, I saw some video from a house show. Uh, the audience was chanting, you need to retire and stuff like that. Um, that kind of shows how the fans are reacting to Big Show nowadays. I kind of um, hate that. I do. I'm a big, I'm a giant fan. You know, I loved him back in WCW. Oh, same. I, mean, I just think they've let his character slip so far. There's, I don't see what they can do to, to bring it back. Um, he was at the house show that we were at this Friday. Um, um, the match was Miz versus Fandango. Fandango ended up winning the match. Um, oh no, the Miz won the match. Then the Miz was out there just talking crap and stuff. Um, our hockey team here is the Condors. So the Condors uh, mascot came down, like holding an ECW championship and stuff. Um, sorry about that background noise. My bad. Uh, <laughs> um, then the big show came out. Miz was like, oh, we should, we should bring back show Miz. Da, 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 da. Big show went in the ring, knocked him out. And that's all we saw of the big show. Um, that's pretty much what it's came down to. They use Big Show for um, come in the ring, punch someone, leave. Um, and that, that kind of sucks because, you know, Big Show, I really wish he would go out and he would retire. I do think it is time for, for you know, Big Show to be done. But I just, I don't want him to go out with a sour taste in his mouth or the fans with a sour taste in there. Because he's, you know, if you go back and watch some of his great stuff from WCW, oh, yeah. WWE, even he had even yeah, such great matches with some of the greatest wrestlers to oh, ever exactly. place on a pair of boots. And he was he was that big guy. He was that unstoppable like beast. Yeah. And they've just pussified him so much, making him uh, do the sumo match at um, WrestleMania, WrestleMania yeah. getting beat by Floyd Mayweather at WrestleMania. 
Um, we saw his, uh, I think, the last big accomplishment that the Big Show had besides the Andre the Giant Battle Royal was um, a few years ago when he won the Intercontinental Championship at WrestleMania. But it just seems like uh, when the whole he was crying every week out on, in the ring because Stephanie McMahon was picking on him. And um, it's like, who wants to see the Big Show cry every week? That's that's not the well, piece they use that. it as comic relief because he's such a big guy. You know that that's the giant wrestlers are sort of they're laughed at now because more people want to see wrestlers like uh, like John Cena, and Kevin Owens. You know that are kind of I mean Kevin Owens is small by any means, but he's not not big either. Those seven foot you know Kali, Kevin Nash giant type wrestlers aren't wanted anymore. Everybody wants the smaller, quicker people. Yeah, they want to see like the the Nevilles flying off the top rope, stuff yeah. like that. The and personally, more... it, it, it's it's kind of a loss, I think, you know, for the community as because that's where a lot of those big guys went. You know, they couldn't really work in regular jobs because I mean they were so big they couldn't do the work there or you know whatever. And wrestling was something they always loved to watch, and so they thought, oh, you know, one and one two, so let's go to WWE and. Now I'm sure they're being turned away because they don't want big man wrestlers anymore. Those big power bomb type wrestlers. And that, I completely agree with you that that's kind of a waste because now it kind of discourages guys like Abyss. Um, yeah. Look what they've done to Kane. Um, oh, don't even not, not, no, no. You don't. Have, I personally, I love seeing the Mark Henry versus like um, Kane when Kane wasn't a pussy. Um, yeah. I liked those. You mean Glenn Jacobs, right? Yeah, Glenn. Yeah, he ain't Glenn King Jacobs. no more. He's Glenn Jacobs. Um, I liked seeing those monster matches. Um, they were great matches. They were. Know? I mean, you know, the power slam versus the choke slam matches, matches like that. Was just they were they were timeless. I mean, like I when, think, I think I remember seeing a match on YouTube between I think it was Mark Henry and the Big Show, and at one point they went off the top rope. And the, 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 the damn ring falls apart. Oh, yeah. That was the second time that the ring exploded. The first time, Big Show was involved in both of them. The first time was uh, Brock Lesnar superplexed him off the top rope. And it was on SmackDown. I remember, I still remember to this day watching it on TV. And the ring exploded. And I just, like, freaked out. I was like, oh, my God. Because you've seen. <laughs> Uh, to that point, I've seen Mick Foley go through the top of the Hell in a Cell and break the ring, like made yeah. a hole in it, stuff like that. But to that point, no one had ever like imploded the, the ring like that. Yeah. And that was just like that wow moment, like, oh, my God. And now that they're trying to make these big guys obsolete, that, that don't give room for yeah. those wow moments like that. I mean, you know, I don't get me wrong. I don't think every wrestler should be a big guy wrestler. We need oh, diversity. I, I completely but, agree. You know, I think wrestlers like Kevin Nash and even Kali had he had a lot of potential that was untapped. You know, um, they was, just need a little, they need a little push. You know, uh, that would be great to see a, a wrestler like Nash in there again. You know, ruling ass or oh yeah, you know, a, a wrestler yeah. like uh, Hellion Reese. I don't know if you remember Reese. Uh -huh. You watched WCW back in the day. Um, no, I was more of a WWF guy. I know you said that. I didn't know if you ever caught him. Uh, if you get a chance, I caught some, but like not... 7'2", 400 pounds. 
he's with Raven's flock. I don't know if you remember Raven or not. Yeah, I do. Yeah, uh, he was he was a big guy. He 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 started out in WCW as the Yeti, which is not a good time in his career or you know the company's career, but. He's really good, but yeah, I mean, those big guy wrestlers, all I need is just some push, and I think they might need a little help in talking, because show is never good at talking. I, I, I will say that. And those big guys also brought a, like, valuable part to the storylines and stuff, especially mm-hmm. when they were in a championship uh, situation, where it gave room for the whoever they were going against to get that underdog push, like yeah, um, this I mean, big guy's just beat me mercilessly over the last couple weeks. Can can I pull something out and finally get a win over him, or whatever the situation might be? It, it helps build those storylines. And perfect um, example: Hogan Andre, WrestleMania three. Exactly. Um, like the great Kali when he first came out. Like, no one. He was destroying everybody. He he punked out The Undertaker. Um, he was punking out The Undertaker so much that it escalated to the first ever Punjabi prison match. I don't know if you re- remember that match. I don't think I've ever seen that. Uh, for those of you who don't remember the Punjabi prison match, look it up. That match was freaking epic. It was like this big uh, like cage made out of... Um, bamboo and stuff like that there was like two separate layers of this uh cage it was it was pretty badass and um the feud between kali and undertaker had escalated so much that that's what it led up to was that punjabi prison match and i believe undertaker walked away victorious and it's the big guys are a valuable part to the wwe and I would hate to see him become obsolete, like like the trend is pointing to. Yeah. Like, um, like we said, uh, we've seen it. There's the proofs in the pudding. Look what they've done to, to Glenn Jacobs, a.k.a. Kane. Yeah. Um, what that, they're doing just, to the big depressing. show. I mean, that is just so depressing. Because I remember Kane, when I was growing up, and I'm sure you remember when you were younger, uh, Kane just, you know, da 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 you know, just yeah. coming out the back. I remember Kane coming out, ripping the cell door off uh, to go fight The Undertaker. Exactly. Um, Kane had some of the – him and Jericho, their feud was off the hook. Um, I mean, even Kane up until the last, like, seven or eight years when he was busting out of the the, the canvas at the ring. Oh, yeah. You know, when he'd come out the canvas of the ring and choke, like, Randy Orton or anybody through the bottom of the ring and fire would come up and all this. And, I remember um, – um, when he first took the mask off and stuff like that, um, he it kind of reminded me of, uh, you remember Taz, right? Yeah, I remember when, Taz. When he would come out, he'd have that little black hood thing on. Yeah, the towel type. Yeah, thing. yeah I remember that. Um, Kane would wear something like that over his head, and they kind of made him seem like he was mentally unstable. That's when he set Jim Ross on fire. Um, that was a, I remember that. I actually was watching. It was a Raw, matter of fact. Yeah, and then they had him coming out to the ring like all shackled up and stuff like that. After the That's match, back when did, Kane was, was badass. He the mask was off, but he was still that monster. And it's just, I think that's honestly the last time Kane was relevant because yeah. now he he has the mask and the authority takes the mask and. He'll get it back because he's tardy the authority, and then they take it away again because he's their he's their little puppet. 
and it's just it's disheartening. It would be good to see Kane go up against the Authority. Say if he got the mask back and went up against the Authority and started trying to destroy the Authority, like choke slamming Kevin, not Kevin Nash, Triple H, and all that. That would be that would be good. You know, I would be uh, I'd be kind of a Kane fan. And it it was kind of uh, pointing that way for a hot second. Um, he was getting tired of Seth Rollins disrespecting him. Um, the authority wasn't really doing anything about Seth Rollins. And it seemed like Kane was getting really pissed off. And then all of a sudden, Seth Rollins comes back and uh, gets uh, his little security team. And Kane gets them all eye watches and sends Kane to Hawaii. And now Kane's all buddy-buddy with him again until Brock Lesnar broke his ankle. But still... Um, they make it seem like Kane's going to break out and start tearing him up again. And then, nope, just pussify him again. That's unfortunate. I mean, because he has such a great character. And you know Kane can't be doing this very too much longer. Because one of the disadvantages of being a big guy wrestler, like Kane, like Kevin Nash, is his knees. And those knees go out there. Yeah, definitely. And, yeah, um, so, I mean, Kane, that, he can't hate doing business, I think, since... That might be a... Is. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. I'm fine. Yeah, I, I interrupt you all the time. Uh, <laughs> but, that, you know, might, uh, that, that might be where WWE is kind of trying to fade out some of the big guys a little bit, just because they are a little more prone to injury. But don't yeah. make them obsolete. Keep a, hand few, or a handful around. Um, utilize them to their fullest and let them fight each other. Who don't yeah, want to exactly. see two big guys just destroy each other? Like um, a while back, the feud between Big Show and Mark Henry, I thought that had so much potential to be just an epic encounter that they that they didn't fully utilize. They didn't. They they. They they didn't really utilize that to its you know its full advantage because not because of Big Show I think on that one I think it was because of Mark Henry I I was never a fan of Mark Henry nor his work you know I didn't think he was a good wrestler he wasn't a very good talker he was more just you know walk in power slam somebody beat and walk out you know yeah uh, in the nineties he had a little more flair but and you know but I know I know we've been talking about big guys and stuff and Kane. And, I mentioned Hogan earlier. I know you want to talk about Hogan at one point. Definitely going to get to that in a minute. Um, I'm going to finish up talking about this house show real quick. We kind of jumped into, oh, yeah, quite, sorry, sorry. We jumped into quite a few rabbit holes. I'm going to pop up to the surface again for a second, then we'll dive back into a couple more rabbit holes. All right. Well, I'll be, I'll be right back. You keep going. I'll be right back, okay? I um, The second match of the – the house show, like I said, the first one was the primetime players putting their title on the line against the New Day. Um, the primetime players pulled out the win. Um, when it comes to title matches and house shows, uh, most of the time you're not going to see the title change hands. Um, it was a good match, good way to open the show. Um, the second match was uh, The Miz and Fandango. Um, we talked about that. Um, the Miz ended up winning. Big Show came out, knocked him out. Uh, that was the end of that. Um, we saw Kofi Kingston. Shit, I can't remember all the matches. Um, who did Kofi Kingston go against? Um, 
We saw Randy Orton fight Sheamus. That was a good match. Um, Kofi Kingston had a match against, I forgot who, but um, he ended up losing because, oh, it was Cesaro. There we go. How can I forget about that? Um, I was excited to see Cesaro. I, I hope they start giving him the push he deserves because Antonio Cesaro is championship material all day, every day. Um, if they give him the push he deserves. Um, uh, he ended up beating Kofi Kingston. We saw Randy Orton take on Sheamus. Um, Randy Orton won that match. Had some Divas action. Um, it was Nikki Bella and Alicia Fox going against um, Sasha Banks and Naomi. Um, Nikki... Yeah, Nikki and Alicia Fox ended up winning that match. Um, and TV, if you think um, that Nikki Bella looks good on TV, that she looks 20 times better in person. She has a fat booty. Um, she does. Nikki Bella looked so fine. I was sitting there trying to like zoom in Ew. on her. Zoom in on her ass on with the camera and get pictures and stuff. Um, she she has a fat booty. Yeah. I'm just gonna say that she has a fat booty. Um, that, that, that's that's disgusting. Nikki Bella, they're they're, they're disgusting looking. <laughs> well, just like trolls. what their face. I yeah. her face. I'll give you that. Her face doesn't look the best, but. You don't have to look at her face if her, that's in a pillow and you just see that fat booty. Just saying. Just saying. <laughs> oh, man. No, you know who was hot? Who still is hot? Uh, Lita. Now she's hot. Lita was... <sighs> I would tap that. Yeah. Lita was... Uh, uh, her face wasn't the best either. She was... She... she uh, I don't know. She was attractive to a point. I just think, uh, but yeah, her body was banging. I will always, forever, be in love with Trish Stratus. Ew. Um, well, oh, Solomon, don't go there, man. Ew. Trish Stratus was gorgeous. Trish I mean, I guess Stratus if you're into like age infested hookers or something. No, it's Skitto. You get out of here. We got another. No. We got another special thing? guest. She said Trish Stratus had a. Trish Stratus is ugly and has a big ass bird beak nose. Ah, uh, yes, yeah, she does. However, Lita was hot because she's a badass. That's mm -hmm. what made her hot. And her thong was already sticking out. Oh the yeah. Tattoos. Yeah. She's just a badass. It was just. And like besides that, the right hair. Oh. Uh, I have a thing. Right but here. as as of like the last few months, I've kind of put my. Trish Stratus will always have a spot in my heart, but my heart was my heart was stolen by Becky Lynch. I your heart, it's your boner. Oh yeah. Same thing. Uh, <laughs> um, Becky Lynch is uh, this little Irish chick on NXT. Uh, we just seen her this whole Divas Revolution thing that's taking place on Raw. Pages um, hot. We've seen her team up with Paige and Ric Flair's daughter, Charlotte. Oh, yeah, Paige. Um, 
page is absolutely gorgeous as well. Um, I was telling Schizo if by if Becky Lynch would have been at that house show, I would have went to jail because I would have hopped the barricade and kidnapped her and ran out of that arena. Okay. <laughs> Becky Lynch is gorgeous. Uh, she has. WWE just heard that and you are now on the no-go zone. <laughs> <laughs> Sean is not allowed at WWE Live because Becky Lynch is in danger. <laughs> um, she can smell the paper because she had to touch it to sign it, so that's a win-win. Yeah, there we go. Spike, did she sign this restraining order? Yes! <laughs> Sniff it. I can somewhat smell her through the paper. <laughs> she smells like sex and candy. <laughs> but the main event of the house show was John Cena versus Kevin Owens for the United States Championship. Um Right there, I kind of knew Kevin Owens wasn't going to win because it was a house show, and titles usually don't change hands at house shows. Um, I've seen it a few times where the title did change hands at a house show, but um, I don't think they're going to make Cena lose the United States Championship at a house show. No, of course um, not. It was a epic street fight, uh, nonetheless. Like I said, at one point, John Cena was literally like 10 feet away from me. Grabbed the uh, uh, little steel barricade thing that they had. It was like a little gate. Took that in the ring. They had a couple tables. Um, John Cena went through the first table. Kevin Owens set up the other table in the middle of the ring. Ultimately, John Cena hit him with the attitude adjustment through the table. Hit the one, two, three, and that's all she wrote for the SummerSlam Heat Wave Tour in Bakersfield. Um, I was, like I said, I was probably the only Kevin Owens fan in our section. The guy behind me was too, but we were surrounded by uh, the C Nation. Definitely. Um, There's these little kids like four, like four or five seats down for me. Every time they start chanting, let's go Cena, I'll be like, Cena sucks. Cena sucks. I would too. I would too. And when, uh, when John Cena's music came out, I was I was on the side singing, John Cena sucks. Oh. <laughs> I um, hate John Cena with a passion. Oh my God, I cannot stand his character. I, I will always be a big John Cena fan. I just happen to like Kevin Owens a little bit more now. Oh, you can't see me. Oh, shut <laughs> I liked when him and The Rock were feuding and The Rock is, You can't see me. You can't see me. <laughs> <laughs> we had, uh, there was someone down on the ringside had a sign with the Tricks bunny and it said, Silly Cena, Tricks are for kids. <laughs> or uh, Silly Rabbit Cena's for kids. Something like that along those lines. Uh, you know, I just I think that Cena's character, like we were talking about earlier, has got stagnant. It's been stagnant. It's 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 been time to change that character up for so long. It's just like it's been time to change the company up for so long. We need a 
need an attitude era of some sort mixture you know at least at least give us some you know nastier characters or something yeah exactly like they're calling it the divas revolution they brought some of the nxt divas onto the main roster trying to shake up the divas division which and, I, you know i seen i seen a divas map the other night on raw when i was because i was out on open mic night with my guitar player we were, we were you know waiting to play because you have to take turns you know go up on stage and play and yeah um i'm sitting there and i'm at the bar and i'm drinking uh scotch on the rocks or something and i look up and the tv is playing uh is, is playing monday night raw and it's just two girls going at it and Did i don't one I have red hair I don't remember. Uh, I just know that the one girl beat the other one with like a figure four leg lock inverted. Oh yeah, that's uh, Charlotte. That, that's Rick yeah, Blair's that was daughter. So impressive! I was like, oh my god, this was actually it was actually a good match. I only caught the last half of it, but I was actually impressed. And I, you know, and this isn't this isn't um, this isn't sexist for all you female listeners out there, but I have never, not since China and Lita and people like Trish Stratus. In the Divas Division, I have not been impressed with the Divas Division oh, since then. You're not going to offend anybody. If you go back and listen to some of my earlier shows, I talk about this, the Divas Division, quite often on the show. Um, when I would be doing Raw results, when a Divas match would be, I'd talk about that. I'd say it was a sleeper match and stuff like that. But as of late, the Divas Division has been doing so much better. And a lot of people, I know they hate on AJ Lee, um, but AJ I only, Lee. I only thought she was kind of hot. Never really liked her wrestling. But she was. She's pretty much the one who set the this divas revolution into action. Uh, she before she retired, uh, that's kind of what she was pushing for. Uh, um, and I'm I'm glad to see it. I can honestly say that. I don't want to change the channel or um, go do something else when a Divas match is on. Yeah. It's more... Because I know, I know back when I used to watch Raw a lot, you know, especially... Because I used to watch it, not religiously, but like last year, you know, I, I actually caught some of the, you know, this PG era going on and such. And I would, I would like, go and get, get something to eat out of the kitchen or go, you know, smoke a cigarette or do something else while the Divas match was on because it was always, it was always boring. You know? was, I mean... Ashley would be like, oh, I want to watch it. I'm like, well, you can. Have fun. I mean, I'm going to watch it. You know? Because <laughs> it was just always boring to me. But not before, not not years ago. Now, I remember I, Mickey James and Trish Stratus at WrestleMania 2021. 20, yeah, WrestleMania 21. That was a great match. And it, it was a Divas match. And then they, they, they kicked ass. You know? And that, that, that kind of match is what the Divas used to do. And it just kind of it turned into denim shorts and bras. When it used to be, you know, like spandex ass kicking. Yeah, true, true. And um, uh, it's funny that you use that as your example. Um, my favorite or last big match uh, in the Divas, and I've talked about this probably quite a few times uh, the last couple weeks, was the Trish Stratus versus. Um, um, Victoria, there we go. Oh, was, Victoria, no, that was another it was, badass. It was at SummerSlam two, or not SummerSlam, Survivor Series two thousand one. It was the same year they had the first um, elimination chamber, and mm -hmm. it was a hardcore match between Trish Stratus and Victoria. You remember that mat that that um 
that special maneuver Victoria had. It was like the Widowmaker or something. Oh yeah. It, it was. It was insane. Yeah. And that, that was another reason why I used to be a fan of Divas wrestling. Now, not I'm you know never going to be a huge fan of Divas wrestling. But it's not really my forte. I've always been a fan of just you know regular wrestling, but. Um, another reason that, you know, I was interested in watching that match, you know, recently in Raw, when I used to watch wrestling, actually watch the Divas matches and stuff, was because of the maneuvers they used to pull off. We're talking about, you know, they're pulling off maneuvers that even Rey Mysterio himself couldn't pull off. And that's, that's really cool. And, you know, uh, I, yeah, um, women are kind of more flexible and stuff like that. So yeah. they have the advantage where they can do a lot of these moves that some of the guys can't. Because uh, some of them are so big that you ain't going to see um, Kevin Owens freaking doing a hurricane run into someone. Well, you know, that's just like I was going through um, his moveset, you know, because I, like I like to try and get some of the bigger guys, you know, from nowadays on here. Because I have WWE 13, so, you know, for all of you who, who play video games, I have, you know, the wrestling video games. You don't want to find the the moveset and stuff like that for each character. I went and found Kevin Steen, uh, who that's his name, that was, that's his real name, when he was in I went and found his, uh, his moveset, and he's, he's got, you know, from what these people had said, his moveset's filled with jumping over the top rope kind of, you know, stuff, uh, you know, I think he's got yeah, a little he run there. Uh, he is pretty, he does this, uh, it's called the cannonball. He runs, and like, they'll be sitting in the corner, like kind of um, like how Rikishi would set him up for the sink face. They're sitting in the corner yeah. right there. They'll be sitting like that, and he runs and does like this roll onto him. And it's it's pretty impressive. For a big guy, Kevin Owens can definitely move. Um, but we are approaching 50 minutes into the show here. Um, I'm going to take a quick music break real quick, and then we'll be back to talk about the Hulk Hogan stuff. Um, oh. Finished talking about these uh, the Divas Revolution that we just started talking about. Um, and then we'll see what else we can dig up from there. But I'm going to take a quick music break. We'll be back here in a few minutes with some more WWE talk. Suggest you call your dog. There is a house in Sin City. They call the rising sun. And it's been the ruin of many a poor boy. And God.
said it's been the ruin of many a poor boy And God knows that I am one And we are back Welcome We still got Nick Solomon in the studio It's been a pretty kick-ass show so far if i do say so myself um yes sir we covered a lot of ground already hell yeah we did and i think that's a first for me i don't think i've ever went a straight almost full hour without taking a music break so well it's easier when you got like somebody else to talk with oh definitely it's hard, you know, because you still want to take a break and throw in promos and stuff like that. I know when I have people, you know, on uh, Real America Live or on, you know, Boost Blues Unsigned, you know, only on the Truth for Militia, plug, 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 um, <laughs> that it is really hard to take a break when you got somebody on there. You just want to keep talking. You know, hell, when you hit the three-hour mark, you don't want to stop. You want to keep talking. Oh, exactly. So. And definitely, um, if you haven't checked out... Um, my my and Schizo's other show on the Truth Porn Militia. Um, go check it out. Type it right there into the Spreaker um, search box, Truth Porn Militia. Check out Nick Solomon's show as well. Plug, plug, plug. Give you one. Um, <laughs> all, there's, there's too many great shows. Um, Blake and Jade, they are going on live here probably in about an hour or so. Um, they're from the UK. Their show kicks ass. Um, then Uncle Gooley, his show's always good as well. And the Captain, Pumpkin Face. Um, give everybody a shout out over on Truth Porn Militia. And Capitan. Yep. So go check us out. Um, I try to keep it, I try to keep the language to a minimum on WWE Talk just because. Yeah. Um, we are broadcasting on iHeartRadio, so um, they have some strict regulations and stuff like that. But if you are, oh, yeah, um, if you're down with the uncensored stuff like that, definitely go give Ninja Chat a listen to. Yeah, don't 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 come by my show unless your ears are you know not sensitive. Because if you do, if you're sensitive to, to, to words, then don't, yeah, don't stop by the show. <laughs> Yes, those who are easily offended need not apply. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> mm. But, yeah, we were just talking about the Divas Revolution and all that, and uh, I have to say one thing, while I have it in my head about the Divas, I really am upset that China will not be allowed into the, you know, rock and roll, not rock and roll, fame, Wrestling WWE Hall of Fame. Hall of fame yeah. yeah, I am upset about that as well. Um, their biggest thing is because she was in porn. Like she did an actual porn video. Wow! But how yes, many? You know, grown up. How many wrestlers or divas have been in Playboy? Playboy is still pornography. Thank you. I mean, come on. We're not twelve, and neither is the people who watch WWE anymore. There are some kids who watch it, but you don't have to put on her plaque, you know, uh, known as China, Bodyguard, Degeneration X, and uh, for her, her cinematic masterpiece, One Night in China. You, know, there, you, know, <laughs> you don't have to do that. I mean, China's a great a, wrestler. Award she, her she, for what she did for the company. 
what you do what you do in your personal life that's on you if it don't directly affect the company then then boohoo like exactly and and they act like this this you know the one night in china movie is like some world-renowned you know form that everybody watches like every day no i had never even heard of the damn thing yeah i didn't mention yeah, I didn't know about so, it for a long time, and then yeah. I had a friend who was like, "You, you're a big wrestling fan, huh?" I was like, "Yeah." He's like, "Have you seen China's Porn?" I was like, "Shut up!" I was like, "She was in Playboy." Yeah, I've seen the Playboy. He's yeah, like, so "No, like, she was in a porn, dude." And I was like, "No." And then I saw it. Um, it definitely not a world-renowned cinematic masterpiece by any sins. Um, well, you knew who the guy was, right? Uh. Uh-uh. The guy she was with? No. It was X-Pac. I, I didn't... No, X-Pac wasn't yeah. the one I seen. He, he he may not have been that one, but he is he is in a, a movie called One Night in China. He is yeah, the guy. Yeah, I seen the One Night in China. It was like three different parts. It might have been in one of the other parts, but... Um, He's in it, though, dude. Cause oh, I, shit. That was, I, I, I was just, wondering about that. Honestly, hand to God, honest, I skip through it just to see what it was about like oh yeah you, you read the articles right yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh dude you douche <laughs> <laughs> um honestly i i never found china appealing so oh shit i hand to god i never once thought china was attractive ever i think her face needed a little work. She did sort of have a man face, but I, I would smash. I mean, no, no doubt about it. Would smash. Hey, keep talking for a second. I gotta uh, turn something off outside. Very good. Uh, you know, but, but China, she was, she was, she was sort of attractive. Anyways, um, but back to them not winning her in the WWE Hall of Fame. It, it, it's absolutely ridiculous. Uh, the WWE has fell into you know, this whole politically correct movement that's been sweeping the nation for years. It's just recently got worse. And for them to fall in line with everybody else to say, you know, she can't be in the WrestleMania, not WrestleMania, the Wrestling Hall of Fame, it's, it's absolutely ridiculous and it's sexist. I mean, yeah. I'm sure not every one of those wrestlers is clean as far as, you know, what they've done on the outside besides their job. You know, it, it just it ticks me off that China, of all people, has to take the shit for it. Yeah, exactly. She was the only, um, quote, correct me if I'm wrong here, only female intercontinental champion. I believe, yeah, she is the only one to ever... She's actually, as well, I don't I, I don't know, I think she did, but I think she's the only female wrestler to ever win a Royal Rumble as well. I don't think she won a Royal Rumble. She was uh, the first woman to participate in the Royal Rumble. Or maybe participate. Maybe not um, win. Beth Phoenix was also in a Royal Rumble. She was the and that second. Was the, that's something that we were neglected from because of WWE and their uh, all, all of their, their PC crap going on right now. We were not able to see a Beth Phoenix match in China. Now, how awesome would that have been? Dude, that would have been, that would have been an epic match. Um, and, again, a, a really underutilized diva. Um, yeah. Beth Phoenix had the potential to be another China, but at the time, the divas division was absolute garbage. 
Um, I'd like to see her make a comeback now during this whole Divas Revolution. Why not mm -hmm. bring uh, a beast? Even, um, I don't know if you were watching it at the time, she was also in TNA. She was the amazing Kong in uh, TNA. She came to WWE as Karma. Um, and she was this, uh, the female Mark Henry is the best comparison I can give. She was just, um, a beast. And, um, rumor had it that she got pregnant and that's why she left WWE. I don't know why they never brought her back. Um, she just kind of disappeared. It was, uh, but she was, I, she was kick-ass on TNA and, had the potential to be very good in WWE if they didn't, if she didn't get buried. The writers for WWE, I don't know if it's just the writers, maybe it's Vince as well. Whoever controls the creative side and, you know, produces it and all of this. That's are Triple H more. more now. Vince what? McMahon, uh, Vince McMahon, from everything I've read and stuff, he does very little nowadays. Um, he's still, he's the CEO, whatever. But, like, Triple H is the heads of all the talent relations and stuff like that. He runs NXT. Um, Triple H and Stephanie are the majority um, of what actually gets ran in the company nowadays. They are idiots. Absolute idiots. Um, and I've got a couple of reasons for it. Number one, uh, the whole Sting thing right now. Now, I don't know if you've heard or not, but I just read recently... Uh, that Sting is talking about he, he wants to come back again and he wants to go to the Undertaker. He, he's been saying that for years. And they, they're talking about bringing him back again for SummerSlam, but they're wanting to put him in this Bray Wyatt-Roman Reigns rivalry that's going on. Yeah, actually, uh, I got the article of it right here. It says, yeah, you see. Uh, it says that um, Sting is officially being promoted for SummerSlam weekend by WWE. Um... He is set to – the pay-per-view is going to be in um, New York. Um, hold on. Oh, yeah, here it is. The man's – Sting was reportedly originally set to join Roman Reigns and Dean Ambrose in a six-man tag team match against the reunited Wyatt family. However, Eric Rowan, uh, the guy who wears the sheet mask in the Wyatt family – is currently yeah. out of action with a torn bicep, which means a new member uh, of the Wyatt family would have to be added in order for this six-man tag to actually happen. Um, uh, we saw Harper come back at the Battleground pay-per-view, um, attacking Roman Reigns and stuff. There's, uh, They're saying we saw Dean Ambrose come to the aid of Roman Reigns on Raw, so um, the Wyatts and that is feuding right now. Um, however, where Sting comes into play for SummerSlam is still in question, um, but it is he is going to be in New York that weekend. He's doing meet and greet sessions during the SummerSlam access, and um, and he's right there. He is right. There, the opening to begin a storyline with the Undertaker is right there, and what do they do with nothing? No, oh, dude, that you just 
light bulb and head turned on. Undertaker and Brock Lesnar, that match is already confirmed for SummerSlam. If for whatever reason they do throw um, Sting into this thing with the Wyatt family and the Shield, that's Undertaker and Sting are going to be in the same building at the same time. Uh, they can do two separate storylines and somehow merge them before WrestleMania. I don't know. Uh, Sting and anything with Sting and Lesnar in it, I don't feel like would be very good because, come on. But as a WCW I'm, fan, we both know that Lesnar completely destroys Sting any day of the week. Oh, yeah. I don't know. I ain't saying like a Lesnar Sting feud. If Undertaker beats Lesnar, that's a huge accomplishment to ha happen at SummerSlam. If whatever Sting comes back at SummerSlam 2 helps uh, Roman Reigns and Dean Ambrose beat the Wyatt family, that's kind of a big deal. They both just made big impacts at SummerSlam. So, uh, bring them, make some kind of feud between Sting and Undertaker. Like, they both came at the same night, both had big impacts that night. Fucking egos flaring or something like that. Fucking. Well, now, you know, um, uh, me and, you know, Jason Struby, who shows in the chat here on Spreaker a lot, um, we talk about it. We talk about it all the time because he's a big, he's a really big Sting fan. So am I. We're both on Texas. And we thought another good way to do it, man, because, uh, you know, it doesn't matter what Sting does, he's not going to be a heel. So why yeah. not, you know, mid-Lesnar and Undertaker, you know, Sting just come down from the rafters like he used to, you know, or even come down the ramp baseball oh, bat and, and just beat the, sh you know, beat, beat the crap out of the Undertaker and Lesnar. Just just make it a double disqualification, you know, whatever, a draw. So we don't get to see the ending, and it sparks off the, uh, the Taker-Sting thing. Maybe, say, Lesnar is injured, you know, his collarbone's been broken by Sting in the baseball bat, but he's gone. And, you know, that sets it up, man. Undertaker, Sting, WrestleMania 32, Dallas, Texas. See, dude, that was... That right there was a great freaking story pitch. Oh, I need my sound effects. Hold on. You can get a round of applause, sir. <laughs> <laughs> well, that that wasn't fully me either. Jason Struby, you know, if he's listening, he helped out a lot with that as well, you know. Well, for both of you. You get the idea to see it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, it would, just, it would be great to see them kind of return to the way Sting, because that's the way Sting used to do it back in WCW. Yeah, man. definitely. You know, he'd come down from the rafters. Specifically, um, if any of you guys listening are WCW fans or have never really watched too much WCW, Go back and find a match. It was Fatal Four Way: Diamond Dallas Page, uh, Goldberg, Ric Flair, and NWO Black and White Hollywood Hogan. And near the end of the match, Sting comes down from the rafters real quick, gets involved, and just runs everybody out with a baseball bat. So what's up, man? <laughs> you know, I was thinking more of that storyline was freaking epic, dude. But I was thinking like if they both did their thing at SummerSlam, put them against each other, uh, like Survivor Series teams, and then have that them fight at awesome. WrestleMania. Can you imagine the pop 
you know, let's say, let me set the scene for you again. I'm, I'm going to try and get another applause because that was awesome. No. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, you got Sting on one side. You've got Undertaker on the other. I don't know who their teams are. You know, they're probably, all of them got to be good guys because Sting isn't key on either his face. And could you imagine, you know, Undertaker beating the crap out of one of Sting's team members? And he just gets over there to snag a tag from Sting. And Sting gets in the middle of the ring with Taker face-to-face. The crowd loses it, you know. And it's just, it's a slugfest from there, you know. Undertaker comes back, big one to the, to the, to the chest. And Sting comes back, big one to the face, you know. And just, that would be an epic match of proportion. I don't even think people would care about the other people in the ring. Oh, hell no. Honestly, I think it would be something like they would be the final two to get in into the ring. Like everybody yeah. eliminated, it comes down to them. Fucking just that would be fucking sick. And then have it get, but don't end it. You know, don't end the match with a pin. Make sure it ends with a disqualification or something. Yeah, you, know, you, you want to save that. You know, for WrestleMania, it pisses people off, but that's the point. You know that that keeps you wanting to get WrestleMania 33 or 32. Boom. Taker, it it just frustrates me with uh with with WWE because Taker's thing is a match people have been calling for. I mean, longer than longer than this, but at the very least for 15 years. Ever since WCW went under, people have been like, we want to see Goldberg and Rock, and we want to see Sting and The Undertaker. We've yeah. got to see Goldberg and Rock. Goldberg and Rock, was a, it, was, it was sort of a good match. It wasn't the best. They could have done a whole lot better work, but this was the fallback. This was the match. WCW versus WWE. It's not Sting versus Triple H. Triple H is crap. That match was crap. Um... It's Undertaker versus Sting. That is the epitome of the 90s kids' uh, war, you know, between who has the better company, Vince McMahon or Ted Turner. Yeah, exactly. That was uh, kind of like Vince McMahon's ego living through Triple H. Like, that was the final nail in the coffin right there. That was the... I don't even want to talk. Um, that, I remember the night after WrestleMania, me and you got up on Real America Live, and we talked about that for like almost two and a half hours. Yeah, just that match alone, people. Just it. Yeah, uh, don't even. No, I'm not even getting started on that. And it it kind of sets the the face for the whole like landscape of wrestling. WWE is the fucking top dog. Then you got your like Ring of Honor, um, some of these other. Uh, independent companies that are getting pretty big, but yeah. I don't think anybody's gonna. Um, TNA pretty much they buried themselves. Um, well, I the just only don't think anybody can match up man, to you know, excluding ROH because I haven't watched too much ROH if if any at all. Same, and, same here. But yeah, I read, know, um, I do read a lot about Ring of Honor and stuff like that. Um, I. I was following some of the feuds they were having and stuff on there. Um, it was just, I mean, it's, uh, not that they're bad it's good to anything. read. It's good to read. I just haven't really took the time to watch to to see because I I originally I loved TNA when it first started when they had Me the too. the six sided ring and stuff. Um, Made it I think we've talked about this before how they just kind of kind of mimic WWE and the 
the rest is is history. TNA is fucking garbage now. But the only reason that WWE is on top is because there is no competition. Yeah, exactly. I mean, when WCW was around, man, for like three years in the ratings war, it was WCW. You know, that's yep. all. Yeah, it wasn't until after the Monday Night oh, Wars. Still hear me? Yeah. There we go. Can I keep... I can hear you now. Yeah. I guess. But, yeah. Yeah, I can hear you now. Um, but WCW ruled the ratings war, man. Um, oh, yeah. The NWO, Hulk Hogan, Kevin Nash, Scott Hall. I mean, they ruled it. And WWE had to dig down and come up with something called the Attitude Era to have any sort of, uh, you know, any sort of fight left in them against WCW. And it worked. It did. And now... The only competition that the WWE has is the growing fans. That is their competition. Fans aren't wanting to watch this kitty crap anymore. You know, Cena winning every match. You know, uh, you know the Undertaker coming back and coming back and coming back. It's supposed, supposed to be this scary guy, but you love him. I mean, these these things are childish. You know, I'm not twelve anymore. I I lost it when the lights went out at Battleground and came back on and he he beat Brock Lesnar's ass. Um, well, that was great to see. Taker it was back good to him. see, but it was also really sad at the same time. I don't know. Have you watched the any of the highlights yes. or anything? Yeah, yeah, I saw it. Yeah, it was just his arms looked shaky. He just you've seen the um, seen it in his face. He just I don't know. I hope they're not trying to. He's not. Ultimately, screwing himself by trying to push it past his pride. I think that's what he's doing. I don't think he's trying to screw himself. I think Taker is sort of like Foley in that aspect. Um, He's going to keep getting into the ring until it's it's to the point where he physically cannot climb up on the apron anymore. And we almost saw that when Lesnar broke his streak. Yeah. I mean, it, Taker is done, and I hate to say it, but he's done. And if he's got one more match in him, you know, Sean, if he has one more match in him besides this Lesnar crap, please, WWE, don't let it go out without Sting. I mean, I, that's I completely, the only thing I want. I want to see a double retirement match, Sting and Undertaker, one-on-one, 15 years in the making, WrestleMania 32. I completely agree. I completely, 100% endorse that. Yeah. I mean, a double retirement match. Doesn't matter who wins, who loses, you're both retiring. So make it good. It's your final match. I mean, it'd be great to see Sting's final match here with the WWE Universe. And it'd be, it'd be great to see Undertaker's final match at home. You know? Yeah. Uh, WrestleMania is his, it'll always be known as the Undertaker streak. Not Lesnar breaking the streak, not any of that. Everybody will remember the 20 some odd wins and oh. Yeah, exactly. I mean, so Undertaker, I really wish they would finish it this WrestleMania against Sting, not Brock Lesnar, none of that. Sting. One on one double retirement match, and it's over with. It's done. Fifteen years in the making. It better be good, but it'll be done. People will have their answer. Who will win, Sting or the Undertaker? That's a a battle fought many, many times fought right there. 
Yeah, the, I'm sure that's the ultimate. Listening, everybody listening who's ever played a wrestling video game in their life, that has been the first match they have watched, they have simulated, was you know Undertaker and Sting. I don't care if they had a WCW game; they were making the Undertaker somehow. <laughs> you know, exactly. I think the only other match that at least right now, maybe kind of simulated, because I keep hearing about it everywhere, is Jake the Snake Roberts versus Dean Ambrose. Ah. Uh, I. You, you're the first person that I've heard anything about this from. Um, so I'll let you uh, talk about what you've heard so far, then I'll respond. Okay, well, you know, here recently, I've just been, I've been doing some reading, you know, I'm a big Jake the Snake Roberts fan. Uh, I love this stuff in the 80s. You know, his, his feuds with Andre the Giant and Macho Man and all that. And he was just a great wrestler. And I just, I was just doing a little bit of research, seeing how he was doing these days. I know he came back like last year or the year before on an old school Raw edition and actually went up against Dean Ambrose or beat him up with the Snake or something like that. And I, I heard that he is wanting to come back into the ring. You know, he's... He's, he's really wanting to, and from what I'm hearing, WWE isn't, you know, they, they didn't have to say anything negative about it, you know. And I was just, I was wondering what you thought about it, you know, if if Jake was to come back, who do you think they could put him with? I mean, because the only one I've thought of is, is Dean, you know, is Dean Ambrose or Seth Rollins, somebody like that, you know, or Bray Wyatt, but Bray Wyatt doesn't need him. Um, they really need to put Jake, if, if, you know, let's say hypothetically we hear the announcement tomorrow that Jake's coming back, they really need to put Jake with somebody that needs that push, that needs that, that you know, that great push that Jake can give them. Because Jake, back in the day, man, Jake's promos go down in, in the history of WWE as some of the greatest promos of all time. Oh, definitely. You know, uh, he, he's, he's, he knew the psych part of it. He wasn't the greatest wrestler in the world, but he could make a crowd love him. He could make a crowd hate him. He could make a crowd do whatever he wanted because he understood the psychology of wrestling as well as the physical part. So, I mean, what do you think? Who do you think would be a great matchup for, for uh, Jake the Snake Roberts if he was to come back? Damn, that's a that's a deep question right there. Um, I don't know why the first person that came to my head was Wade Barrett for some reason. Um, yeah, just, Wade Barrett or Damian Sandow could really profit from a match with, with Jake. Just because Wade Barrett, despite how much of a douche he is as a character, um, he is very, very talented. Um, sadly, he, he's been injury prone. Uh, that's kind of been a pushback in his career. I, I think if uh, Wade Barrett had not got injured so many times, um, I think he would be a lot further in his career. And I think that a match with Jake the Snake would give him a very, at least decent boost. I think so too. I think, um, because you know, if Jake comes back, he, he'll of course be the face. I mean, but it could really, it could really give uh, Wade Barrett or, you know, like I said, Damian Sandow, maybe a great push in the right direction to head towards either a really good heel or even become a face off a match with Jake. Because, I mean, you could go into a match at WrestleMania with Jake and, you know, it'd just be a regular match. You do a great match. I'm talking about not like a legendary 
legendary one down the history books. The one that'll be remembered at WrestleMania, be a WrestleMania moment for you and the fans who watched. And they'll always remember Wade Barrett and Jake the Snake Roberts at WrestleMania. And even if uh, Wade Barrett loses and Jake the Snake comes out on top, he could get up and shake hands with him and hold his hand up. And there you go. Immortality right there. So you know, Jake's ultimate. last match. You know, you were the guy who raised Jake's hand his last match. Exactly. You know, so I think it would be great because Jake was just such a great wrestler. I mean, um, and I'm gonna try anytime I get on here with 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 Sean, I'm gonna try and do this. But uh, if I had to pick a classic wrestler of the week, because he's he he keeps up, you know, Sean keeps up with a lot of these uh newer wrestling, you know, the new Raws and all that. And I could never follow it, but I like to watch a lot of old stuff. And if I had to give you a classic wrestler of the week to, to check out or of the month, whatever, I would say Jake Snake Roberts is the guy. Oh, we'll make that. Every time you come on, you'll give us a new a new one. This yeah. week, or however long it is until you come back on. Yeah, until the classic, you know, the classic wrestler of insert time period, you know. Yeah. We'll do it. Um, even if you don't come on, I'll have you on Facebook. We talk all the time. Um, yeah. I'll have you give me the classic wrestler of the week. Oh, I have I have enough archive, enough classic archive stuff. I could I could do that for a while. Cause, I mean, I'm, I was just before we you know start talking. I was just watching SummerSlam '88. I think I was watching. Um, uh, oh, what's his name? Well, it was Dusty Rhodes, rest in peace, versus. Uh, the Honky Tonk Man. There we go. Ah, uh, nice. Yeah, another great one there is, is the Honky Tonk Man. Longest but, Intercontinental Champion in history. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He was very he's very underrated. Very good one. But uh, I'm actually going to have to jump off here, buddy. It was good talking with you, but I've unfortunately got to go. I had, I had a great time. I love your WWE talk stuff. Well, it's always great having you on, man. You are always more than welcome on WWE Talk anytime you uh, you want to be on. All right, man. Thanks for having me on. And I'm, I'm definitely going to – I'll talk to you online. We'll find out where we're going to do the next show. And if I've got time, I'll, I'll try and get on here with you. Definitely, man. Take it easy, my friend. All talk right, buddy. Later, bro. All right, bye. There you have it. Nick Solomon, folks. It was uh, definitely good having having him on the show today. Um, real quick, I'm gonna recap Monday Night Raw, and then I will be signing off. Um, the show started with the Undertaker announcing that he was uh, pretty much challenging Brock Lesnar. Um, it was a um, like I said, I don't know. I mixed emotions on how I feel about the Undertaker's return and stuff. This coming up fight with uh, Lesnar at SummerSlam. Um, um, pretty much, Undertaker announced that Battleground was the true resurrection, challenging Brock Lesnar. Um, he thinks he's got it in him, so we will see. Um, Charlotte defeated Brie Bella. Um, Charlotte won the match by a submission with the figure eight. Um, you heard Solomon talking about that a little bit earlier. 
Last Matadors defeated the Primetime Players. Last Matadors won the match when the New Day distracted Titus O'Neil. Big Show defeated Miz. Uh, Paul Heyman then came out to the ring. Uh, was uh, crap talking the Undertaker. At one point said that Undertaker may have sold his soul to the devil, but his ass belonged to Brock Lesnar. The lights went off. Undertaker was in the ring with Heyman. Heyman then started backpedaling. Um, oh, God, don't. Um, classic Paul Heyman. Um, Lesnar then came down to the ring, um, and him and Undertaker just started going at it. Um, the whole locker room plus security was trying to pull them apart. They kept uh, fighting. Probably one of the biggest um, uh, fights I've seen in recent Raw history. Um, it was very good. Spilt backstage. They finally got it apart. Brock Lesnar um, was escorted out of the arena. Um Roman Reigns defeated Luke Harper. Uh, Reigns won by disqualification when Bray Wyatt interfered. Dean Ambrose made the uh, came out and made the save for Reigns. Uh, Seth Rollins came out and made Lillian Garcia announce the results of Battleground. Um, the announcement was Brock Lesnar is the winner by disqualification, but Rollins is still the heavyweight WWE World Heavyweight Champion. Uh, he was interrupted by John Cena, who put over the U.S. title and called Rollins a joke. Um, it looked like there was going to be a fight between Rollins and Cena, but it didn't happen. Um, Sasha Banks and Naomi, Naomi defeated Paige and Becky Lynch. Um, Team Bella was on commentary. Paige locked Naomi. Naomi, sorry, Naomi. In the PTO, but Sasha kicked Paige in the side of the head and hit the bank statement for the submission win. Uh, we saw a segment with Summer Rae dressing like Lana. Um, heard Rusev made out while Lana was watching. Um, then Summer Rae slapped Lana, um, setting up the main event, which was John Cena, Randy Orton, Cesaro. Uh, going against Sheamus, Rusev, and Kevin Owens. Um, Sheamus and Kevin Owens argued, causing Sheamus to attack Owens and bail out on his team later in the match. Um, later in the match, Owens and Rusev couldn't get along, causing Owens to attack Rusev and leave as well. Um, Lana came out and uh, attacked Summer Rae at ringside. Um, and then it was pretty much a three-on-one on Rusev. Cena hit the attitude adjustment on Rusev, followed by a, uh, that big Cesaro swing. Um, Cesaro slingshotted Rusev into Randy Orton, who hit the RKO for the win. And that, my friends, was a quick recap of Monday Night Raw. And it is time for me to say goodbye until next time, take care of yourselves and each other. I will try to be back sometime next week for more raw results. Um, hopefully, we can get Solomon on again. Um, to all the listeners on iHeartRadio, thank you so much for tuning in. To the listeners on Spreaker, you as well. 
always great to have you. Uh, have you guys listening in? And those of you who will be listening tonight on the Truth Poor Militia, thank you as well. Don't forget to download the iHeartRadio app, iHeartRadio app, and listen in anytime to all the WWE talks. Until next time, I am Sean B, and this was WWE Talk. gives you the bandwidth you need to power all your devices. Get started with 200 megabit internet and voice for $99.99 per month. And for a limited time, we'll upgrade your speed to 300 megabits for no additional cost for the first year with a three-year agreement. Call 1-800-501-6000 today. Comcast Business. Beyond fast. Offer 3120 restrictions apply not available in all areas. New business customers only limited to Comcast Business Internet. 200 megabits per second and one voice mobility line. Regular rates apply after first 12 months. Three-year agreement required. Early termination fee applies. Equipment taxes and fees extra subject to change. Monthly service charge increases by $10 without paperless billing and auto pay. Every day, Comcast Business is helping businesses big and small go beyond the expected to do the extraordinary. Because beyond a simple transaction, there is making a customer for life. Comcast Business. Beyond fast. Take your business beyond at ComcastBusiness.com.